Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you once again for tuning in to Destiny Talk Show. We're so happy to be here today with you, trusting and believing in Christ and the promises that he's made upon our lives today and the promises that he's made throughout eternity for us. As we go throughout today, we just want to recap and remind ourselves of the promises of God reminding ourselves that he is able and he's willing to do any and everything that he needs to do to assist us in our time of need. So let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you right now, O God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, God, for making ways out of no way. We thank you, God, for the anointing that you placed in our lives around us. Father, that we may hear you, know you, talk to you, and confide in you the things that are troubling us in the days. Father, we thank you right now, O God. As we lift our hands up to you right now, O God, we're surrendering our life to you, our thoughts. God, we're surrendering ourselves to you. God's saying, come right now, O God. God's saying, come right now and fix whatever it is, God, that's going on in our lives. Father, we need you today more than ever. Father, we just thank you right now. We give you praise because we know, O God, that you are able. We know, O God, that you are going to make a way out of no way for us, God. So as we begin to listen today to what you have in store for us, O God, we are excited and we know, God, that today is our day in Jesus' name. So as we go throughout our day, we realize, or even in our lives, we realize that we are not perfect. We realize that we are constantly in a warfare, and we may not understand what's going on. We may not understand why these things are happening to us, but we try to comprehend within our own mind the things that are going on and why. We'll Google it. We'll search it. We'll try to figure out why? The answer and the questions are always why. Sometimes we come up with the answer. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we get encouraged, depending upon the situation. But the Bible lets us know in Second Corinthians 10, for we walk not in the flesh, nor do we war after the flesh. So when we begin to realize that we are not warring against the people or ourselves that are in front of us, that we're actually warring with the principalities and the darkness of this world, then will we be able to focus on Christ and the things that he has in store for us. And the Bible lets us know, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. So we're trying to have a battle with demonic forces, with supernatural forces in the natural. 
And you cannot win that battle because in the natural, we are limited. In the natural, our minds cannot stretch as far as the spiritual. So we have to rely on God and his angels and his Holy Spirit to get us through whatever it is we're going through in life. As we are preparing ourselves for our day and we notice that the trials and tribulation of this life continues, even once we get our rest at night, even once we, we just wake up energized, it still faces us the next day. And we're wondering why, when will it go away? And we become into a depressed state. Because we're constantly looking at the same situation. We're constantly facing the same troubles and trials that we faced on yesterday and the day before and the day before. And we're saying to ourselves, but I'm working on it. But I'm making plans, God. But God is still there. It's not moving itself. And we're feeling like we are defeated. We're judging ourselves. We're attacking ourselves. We're angry with ourselves. We're unhappy, and it creates a sense of loneliness because now we believe God has left us. We believe now that maybe this is just my destiny to be depressed and to be defeated and to not know what to do. But then when I look around and I see everyone else prospering, I see everyone else moving about, laughing and talking, I wonder what is wrong with me. But we have to get to a place where we understand that our destiny and someone else's destiny is totally different. We have to get to a place where we understand what we're going through and what someone else is going through is different. So we handle the situation in different. We handle the situation with different answers. We handle the situation with different prayers. But the key to it is to never give up. The key to it is to always involve your thoughts with positive thinking. Surround yourself with positive people. And always pray. Depression will come and discourage us. And we'll even think that God doesn't love us, that he doesn't care, and that this is what he chose for our lives. But he says our warfare is not carnal. Then he asks us to cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. So when these thoughts begin to come into our mind and the tears begin to flow and we cannot seem to find the relief that we are looking for, he said to think on the things that are pure and of him. Do not allow your thoughts and your imaginations to go and exalt themselves above who he is. Now, what does that mean? That means that when we have a situation in our lives, let's say it's financial, and we need to pay this bill now or stuff is going to get disconnected, things are going to happen, we will rehearse the whole scene in our mind. 
This is when he says casting down imaginations. And we will imagine from beginning to end how we're not going to get the money, how the lights will be turned off, how the car will be repossessed, how this is going to happen. We've rehearsed it up until the end of our thoughts. But he's asking us to not allow those thoughts to be exalted above the promises that he has given us. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, do not allow these things to exalt themselves above the knowledge that you have about me. He said, take these thoughts into captivity and to release the things of God in your life. It is hard to practice good thoughts, but the results will come out good. It is easy to practice negative thoughts, and the results will come out negative. So he's asking us today, instead of entertaining the depression, instead of encouraging the depression to grow, instead of feeding on that depression, he's saying take those thoughts into captivity. Rehearse every day that you are more than a conqueror that you are above, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are a child of God. He said, rehearse those things. Rehearse the fact that you're going to get the bill paid. Rehearse the fact that the outcome will be yours. Take those things and think on those things. Do not allow the depression and the negative voices that you hear inside of your head to continue to grow and block out the progress that God needs to make in your life. Because when God allows things to be presented in our lives, he is allowing those things to come that we may grow closer to him. How can you grow closer to God if you don't trust him, if you don't feed off of his word, if you don't read his word? How are you going to grow in Christ? So after the tears have fallen and the situation is still there, but you feel the relief and the peace of God, after you prayed, you then take every negative thought into captivity and you say, God, I believe in you. God, I know you're able. Father, I don't see the way out of this, but I know you are my creator. You have the way out of this. Reveal it to me. Open the eyes of my heart, God, that I may know who you are. We have to trust the God that we serve in our day-to-day, and once we begin to do that, We won't feel rejected by Christ. The Bible lets us know that I took you from the ends of the earth, from its furthest corners. I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you, and I will uphold you 
with my righteous hands. So in the word of God, he's saying to us, I have made promises to you. This is in Isaiah 41. So if we pick up the Bible, if we Google the Bible, we will begin to find out that there are so many promises from God that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He said, I have not rejected you. I have heard every prayer that you have prayed to me. But you allow the negative thoughts to take over my answer. Every time God wants to give us an answer, our negative thoughts take over. And then we say, but God, you haven't answered me. But God, I haven't seen anything yet. Because we are still allowing negativity to bring about that depression. We are still allowing negativity to make us feel like we should be withdrawn, like we should um, not be in this world anymore, like we are downcast and brokenhearted. We're mourning and we're troubled and we're miserable. And we show it in our attitude. We show it in our conversation. We show it in our thoughts. But he's saying, all you have to do is read my word, and you will be encouraged. All you have to do is talk to me while you're driving in your car, while you're going to sleep, taking a shower, cooking your food. Just talk. And he can reveal the answer to you. We have to begin to trust our Lord and Savior, our creator. He said, for I am God. I will strengthen you and help you. He didn't say the neighbor next door. He didn't say our children. He didn't say the job. He said, I will strengthen you. And I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So instead of allowing the enemy to put negative thoughts into your mind about the God that you serve, instead of allowing the devil to tell you about how sorry you are and how, you know, you shouldn't believe the things that you do and you, you've imagined the worst case scenario, instead of allowing all of that to come to pass, how about trusting the word of God? How about believing who he is? How about reading to encourage yourself? When David went to go off to war, and when he came back, the children and the wives, everybody had been captured and they were gone. And the enemy had just burned up the camp. David had to encourage himself in the Lord. Because in Ziglag, everyone was hurting, the ones that were captured and the husbands that had come back and found their families gone. Everyone was hurting. Everyone had worst-case scenarios. Everyone felt like their families were dead and their wives were gone, children. How are we going to rebuild? How are we going to restart? How do we face tomorrow? And David had no one that could come to him and answer those questions. So David had to go to God, and he had to pull out 
positive out of himself because everyone else around him was hurting as well. So he had to sit there in tears and encourage himself. So just when you think you're the only one that understands what you're going through, you're the only one that has gone through it, there's nobody else in this world but you hurting in lack, in poverty. There's no one else but you that have lost a loved one. That's how the enemy will make you feel. Like nobody cares about you. Nobody's thoughts are on you. But God is saying, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I will be the one to hug you when nobody else is hugging you. I will be the one that wipes your tears when you can't find anyone else. He's saying to trust him. David had to encourage himself in the Lord. After he finished crying, after he finished feeling sorry for himself because he felt like it was his fault that they went away and left them there vulnerable, he had to encourage himself. And he went to God and said, shall I pursue? And God said, yes, I am with you. That is the answers we're looking for from God. But if we never ask him, how are we going to get the answers? If we never seek his face, if we never turn off the negativity, how will we ever hear the voice of God? Today is our day to hear what God has to say to us. When Job was sick, and we all have heard Job's story, when Job was sick, the devil presented himself to God, and he said, yep, I can get him to curse you. I can get him to say things about you. And God said, okay, go ahead and do it. This is in Job 2. He said, but just don't touch his soul. He said, okay, I'm just going to put some stuff on him. He's going to wish. He's going to wish he was dead. God said, have you tried my servant Job? He goes out to Job, put boils all over him, makes Job sick, and Job still praised God. Job felt sorry and vulnerable for a moment, and he wanted to curse his very birth. His friends came around him without encouraging words. And they said, surely you've sinned somewhere. Surely you've done something somewhere. So after all of that engulfing himself around all these negative people, around negative thoughts, even his wife came to him and said, why don't you just curse your God and just die? Let's get this over with. Why are you allowing this to linger? But Job knew on the inside that the God he served wouldn't leave him like this. Even though he could see the boils, the sores, even though everybody was in his ear with negativity, there was a spirit inside of Job that said, there's something else. There's something else speaking to me right now. 
even though I see what I see. I see my house being foreclosed on, but there's something else. The doctor has told me that cancer is eating up my body, but there's something else. There's something else speaking to me. How do I listen to that something else? We find out that that something else is the Holy Spirit. We find out that that something else is the voice of God. Even though you have these reports, I am still God. Will we trust him today? Will we listen to God today? Will we allow him to feed our spirit today? Or will we allow negativity? Will we allow the fact that we see what's going on affect the fact that God is speaking to us right now? How can you get yourself out of a situation when you yourself don't have the equipment to get yourself out? But God is saying, I have and have created everything. I can get you out of this. We have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We have to seek the face of God, even in our tears. Even when people talk about us and judge us, even when we're angry and we can't see our way out, we have to encourage ourselves through the word of God. We have to find a way through the word of God to defeat the enemy in our lives, which it really starts in our mind first, and then it will continue on. So today we come before the Lord saying, help us. Today we come before the Lord saying, strengthen us, because God You've given me more than enough examples to show that you are the God of my salvation. We can do this. Come. Everything that has been presented to us, we can overcome. We may cry, but the Bible says weeping only endures for a night. We may be in pain. We may not know which way to go, but I promise you God does. I promise you God will. I promise you God has already defeated it because if we say to God, I know you saw this day coming, God. I know you saw everything and you see everything that's going to happen with this situation. So, God, I trust you right now to give me the answers that I need. Put your faith in Christ and not in the negative words. Put your words in the feeling of rejection in Christ. Ask for revelation, and he will give it to you. Open your eyes, and he will open them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. If you have not committed your life to Christ, we ask that you do that today, because in these times we need Christ Heavenly Father, have mercy on me, a sinner. I believe in you, and I know that your word is true. 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the God, a Son of the living God, and that he died on the cross, that I may now have forgiveness for my sins and eternal life. I know that without you in my heart, my life is meaningless. I believe in my heart that you, Lord Jesus, raised him from the dead. Please, Jesus, forgive me of every sin that I have committed or done in my heart. Please, Lord Jesus, forgive me and come into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior today. I need you to be my father and my friend. I give you my life and ask you to take full control from this moment on. And I pray this in Jesus' name. When she begins to pray that prayer of repentance, you're asking God to come into your life, come into your heart, that you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, as your creator. He will come in, and he will come in with love. He will come in with affection. He will come in and let you know that he's there for you. And then you will begin to see how much he loves you and how much he wants you to be successful in life. He doesn't want you to fail. He hasn't set you up to fail. He hasn't set you up to be defeated, but he set you up to be successful, to be prosperous, to have wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He has set you up that the blood of Jesus will heal any cancer, any diabetes, anything going on in your body right now. Those are the things he's done for us. And he wants you to know, but you can never know if you never read the word. You will never know if you don't accept him as your Lord and Savior. You will never know if you don't talk to him to take the pain away, to take the depression away, to take the hurt away. He can dry your tears today. He can change your situation around today. Let us begin to pray. Right now, God, we stand on your word and we condemn all weapon that's formed against us shall not prosper in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we destroy and rebuke all hindrance against our prayers in Jesus' name. Father, all anti-progress, all anti-prosperity, all anti-miracles, all powers of darkness working against us, Father, we command them to go now in Jesus' name. Every evil spirit working against our life and our progress and our prosperity and our health, we rebuke it and cast it into outer darkness now in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask the Holy Spirit to come with his fire right now to destroy every works of the devil against our lives, against our minds, our families, our health, our prosperity now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now we rebuke all curses that have been made against our progress, against our future right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we cancel every covenant that we have made against ourselves, knowing and unknowing, God. And we declare and and right now we got we null and void them in Jesus' name. Through the blood of Jesus, God, we cancel and reverse and we reverse every curse 
and we change them into blessings now in Jesus' name. We take authority over the enemy that has entered into our lives and has brought about this in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release and call upon the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, mercy, grace, and peace. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Because we are in covenant with you, with the blood of Jesus, you have put all things under your feet. Because Christ dwells in us, we declare that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Father, we thank you right now, God, and we release your spirit upon your people, God, We ask, oh God, that you come today. Reveal yourself to everyone today, God, that is listening. Reveal yourself. Open their eyes that they may see your spirit. Open their eyes that they may see your love. And, Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Have a great day. Encourage yourself in the Lord.